everyone and welcome to today's episode of Beyond the Rock podcast featuring Shauna West out of Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Emily Hernandez, and my co-host is Jeremy Arnst. As the name of our show goes, we like to talk to our guests about topics that go beyond the rock, and this episode falls right into that category. Shauna's interview was actually recorded about one week after the violent attack at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you're going to hear some political opinions Jeremy and I haven't really gotten into before, at least on the record. It's a short segment around minute 37 or so, and if you want to skip it, feel free. You will not offend us. But aside from that, we had some great discussions about climbing, the unique careers Shauna's had over the years, a little bit of COVID, and some other fun details I promise I won't spoil for you. So let's get right to it. Shauna, welcome. Welcome to Beyond the Rock podcast. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know you've had a rough couple weeks and you've, you've gone through them with grace. So I know you, Jeremy just met you, but how about, yeah. (laughs) And before, before we started recording, we were talking about the fact that you're a guest on a podcast about horror movies. I'm intrigued because I'm one of those people who hates horror movies, but (laughs) trying to, Get That's over okay. my get over my poltergeist. You too. You know, Tra- horror flicks are not for everyone. Um, even there are many, many horror flicks um, that I can't stomach. I can't tolerate. And and I misspoke. We don't. Uh, and I'm only a, like a semi regular guest on this um, on this podcast, but it's called Histo. Have you seen this one? And it's run by my friends uh, Jay Bullington. Um, and another guy that I used to work with, his name is Keith and I just blanked on his last name. I feel so bad. Oh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. We're going to, anyway, we'll include all the good info in, in our show. Um, so check it out. It's called Histo, H-Y-S-T-O. Have you seen this one? And we talk about, um, horror flicks, but they also, uh, talk about just random movies. Um, we're going to be doing, a, a comparison between, the earliest version and the the more modern version of the fly oh, nice. um, and i mean just you know we take uh suggestions from listeners and and then we talk about movies <laughs> That's it. Do, you list, do you listen to a lot of podcasts i am really big on true crime podcasts me too nice. <laughs> stay, stay sexy and don't get murdered morbidology true um, crime there, oh, I just started listening to one. Oh no, I forgot what it's called. I blank on these Shana. things. Like I know these, I know this stuff, and then the second you ask me about it, I'm gonna forget. Oh, Crime uh, Junkie is the one I listen to a lot. Crime Junkie, yeah. but it'll, it'll, I'll remember it. Like, well, hopefully, at some point down the road. Hopefully, you don't forget a brief history of who you are, because I would love uh, for our audience to be introduced 
to this lovely climber who can't seem to remember <laughs> anything pod- podcast <laughs> people's last names <laughs> do you know what day it is shauna no I, is it I don't. no i don't <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Let's hear it. So I'm Shauna. (laughs) Um, I've been living in Austin since 2005. Um, I moved to Austin um, very abruptly after finding my boyfriend in bed with another girl. Um, I just packed it up and said, I'm going to Austin. So. I ended up in Austin sleeping on a floor of um, a college friend of mine. And you know, that's how my beautiful life in Austin began. I mean, it's <laughs> it's tragic, but you could have used was uh, it the, the Daniel, the Davy Crockett saying, you can go to hell and I'm going to Texas. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was a relationship that was ready to end anyway. So why not so, get out of town before we get to I mean, emily took us on a diversion to get get the background <laughs> but i was going to tell you if you really like podcasts there's a podcast about horror movies called scaredy cats and the idea oh. is that one of the guys is hates horror movies and the other guy loves it and he's trying to like desensitize him so that he can yes. watch i started listening to that one I listened to the very first episode. Yeah. And was that the one where they had the guest from How Did This Get Made? Yep. Jason Menzoukas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that podcast too. It's hilarious. And they were covering The Exorcist, which was actually one of my favorite horror flicks nice. when I was a child. Isn't that morbid? That's crazy. <laughs> like I said, I watched The Poltergeist. I slept on my sister's floor for oh. like two weeks. You poor dear. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the Terminator and Jaws when I was growing up and my mother was furious because of course it happened at my dad's no. and I would have nightmares or as she would say nightmares because <laughs> I would have issues with like pronouncing words at that age. I would like fishing pole. I would say shishing pole. I couldn't say like my F's and my GHT's <laughs> among many other issues. <laughs> but you know jeremy what i found out today from shauna is that she actually used to partner with one of our previous podcast guests female climber i mean we've had a few i would say (laughs) she's a very tiny she's a tiny cute bird-like voice with a big presence and she is a professional. She's friends with Lindsay Ham. Don't you get to your keyboard, Jeremy? I see you moving over uh, there. Dude, I'm really bad with people's <laughs> names. I'm sorry. I, I know yeah. who you're talking about, and I'm just blanking. So Shauna used to partner <laughs> with Katie Lambert when she lived exactly. in Austin. I found that That's out tonight. Shauna. That's who I was thinking about. Well, she and I worked at the climbing gym together. Um Nice. And I remember the first day that I walked in to the climbing gym. It was my first day to work there. We were, I was meeting Katie for the first time. We were running a little summer camp or something. And she was up in a balcony somewhere. And I opened the door and I look up and there's this tiny little lady up in this balcony. And she's like, hi. Hi, <laughs> 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 <Hiding> Katie. <laughs> Was she like, like setting up an anchor? I fucking love you. You just hanging out on the like. 
No, she was just getting something ready to go. And there was this happened to be this balcony in the gym. And we just became really good friends and then climbing partners and then roommates for a while. And the roots run deep. The roots run deep in Texas. I, I often am hesitant to ask people what they think about Texas, but I'm always curious. And it's connections like these that a lot of people in the climbing community especially like me, don't even think exist until you start conversing about it. And I didn't even know Katie lived in Austin until we had her on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Super yeah. cool. So week, here. I was gonna say after this week I have some serious issues with Texas's weather. Oh it can't snow been, and then it's like in a, in like three months it's gonna be 105 outside oh but it can my friend it's i know it can south central texas irritates me jeremy what else irritates you oh god we're gonna be here all night irritable today um i just i feel like this is day 18 of this week in my life (laughs) this week has definitely stretched on like gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe it just won't come off right okay, now. So we're I just need this week to be done really irritating me i had to i had to get my eye exam yesterday no one cares about this but i'm gonna tell you your followers do because you did a you know q a i had to get i had to get my eyes dilated they look at your eyes for like two minutes it took like eight hours for my eyes to get back to normal but you got to rock those sexy tinted plastic things i'm I'm not gonna wear them around the house though like i just laid down in bed and went to sleep for a little while but then i got up and i still still like had halos like i was tripping balls oh well you should have eaten some mushrooms or something to like pair well with it and then like man talk about a trip it was nuts yeah irritating (laughs) the whole time i was thinking about it like i was lucky enough that i could take the afternoon off from work but like if you were just like a like a single parent or something and like how would you manage that it's you crazy. don't you don't get your eyes dilated you good things eyes to dilated. consider before having children that's well, i'm 45 what do you do when so you have to get your eyes dilated <laughs> yeah none of us have kids or shauna you don't have any kids i have three cats yeah the cats at first i thought you were gonna say three kids i was like wow i really don't know you the no, best kind, at all the best kind of kids cats have- <laughs> Like, where are all these children that you've got when we go climbing and like, you it's don't mention them at all? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were bouldering with me like two hours ago and and you just needed to get home to be on our podcast. <laughs> it could be. I, man, I, I have a friend, like I, I joke around that she she could get married and I would find out like six months later. Like we talk, <laughs> but we don't talk about like personal life stuff. We just talk about like work and what's going on, but. Anyway. Isn't that the beautiful thing about some relationships? Like, you just don't have to. It just never comes up. Some yeah, things just, just never come up. You just don't have to deal with that stuff. Do y'all, do y'all <laughs> think that that kind of happens in the rock climbing world where you just have your relationship and it's kind of this yes. very yes. like singular form of communication? Yes. Well, as, as you know, my whole issue with... The one thing I found out during quarantine is that my climbing friends... You gotta, you gotta have that climbing part in there, other for the friend part to exist, because otherwise it's the friend part's a little sketchy <laughs> without yeah, the climbing. Yeah, Shauna, that's something that Jeremy has expressed, and and 
I mean, it does like not to get kind of sappy, but it, it does hurt me for some people who say that they only have friends in the capacity of a climbing environment. And once mm-hmm. that's taken away, it's like, but the friendship, we still have that. Have you found that with partners of yours in the past or? Very few. But very, very few. Like I could probably count on three fingers how many times I've actually had a, a relationship that didn't stand the test of time outside of the gym or outside of climbing outside, whatever. Um, I currently find myself in that situation, like right now, not with you, Emily, but with another partner that, um, that I have taken a chance on and he's actually really cool, but I don't know his last name. I don't know what he does for a living. I don't know why he's in Austin because I just know that you just moved here. Boy, okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. This sounds like the beginning of a true crime podcast. If if you go, you go climb with this person, you should definitely let someone else know. Bring them whistle. (laughs) Yeah, we're always in public. I do know that he's a great belay partner. Okay. And I'm cool with that for right now. okay question mark no (laughs) um well shauna i feel like you could probably kick his ass if you needed to you were i don't think i could it's very big come on come on you're you're a stunt woman am i right i'm actually a not anymore i um i have pulled myself out of the stunt uh profession because i became a counselor and i really love counseling children a lot more than I love slamming my body downstairs or getting shot in the face or going through, you know, 18 hour days covered in zombie makeup. Like I really love counseling kids. It's way more fulfilling. I know the pay sucks, but um, the job is rewarding and I actually know that I'm contributing and making a difference every day. That's great to hear. Do you feel that you discovered your purpose, I guess, to get kind of woo-woo-wee about it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how did how did that road evolve? Was it something that you were just curious about, you pursued, or did somebody say, hey, Shauna, I think you'd be great in this role, or how did that work? The stunts or the counseling? Yes. Because both, <laughs> it was both. Yes. For both, it was both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with stunts. So with stunts, it was, you know, just somebody saw me doing gymnastics and um, said, I think that you should think about this. This is something that I'm already engaged in and um, we need more women in the field. And so I somehow managed to wrangle myself into the local stunt community and throughout the years of training and, and networking and booking jobs and meeting more people from out of state, um, just like that career did start to pick up for me um, within the last four years. Um, it became something that was like, I could have pursued that. And, but um, along the way, somebody else said, hey, Shauna, you're I really think that you should think about counseling. And so um, simultaneously, I was working as a teacher or as a dyslexia specialist. I was working as a stunt person and I was getting my master's for professional counseling. Uh, that, that's it? 
Just those That's three it. things I, at once. Just a super duper easy peasy four wow. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the once I became a counselor and I really got my feet in to the water and um, like, I, I just loved it. And I was like, I don't need, I don't need to go chasing the big bucks and hustling work and I just don't need to do that anymore. So I'm happy with that decision. <laughs> so I have one more thing and Jeremy suggests media. Um, if you can stomach watching it, there's a really good uh, YouTube. It's, it's the channel's corridor, but they have a, an episode that they call stuntmen react. It's really cool. Like, <laughs> they have stuntmen sit down and watch other stuntmen. A lot of times it's actually the stuff that they did like, talk yeah. about how it's done, but I get it. Like if you couldn't watch it, I get it. I used to work in theater. So like, I love going to musicals, but every time I go, I'm just looking at the lighting and it's done. Yeah. It ruined, it ruined <clears throat> movies for me forever. I yeah. find very little enjoyment in fictional pieces. Oh, um, I've kind of turned towards documentaries and more real life stuff um, because the magic is gone. I can imagine. Gone. Yeah. I mean, when I learned about video production and I realized how you identify when a cut happens, it was just like, it's over. I now, I now know every single scene. And then as a violinist and classically trained, when I see uh, stringed instruments on movies or whatever, and I just see them, I mean, just in the worst form. And I'm like, I know you're not even you know, putting your bow on the right way. There's no rosin on there. It's nothing like seeing stunts because obviously playing the violin is not as physical as stunts, but <laughs> as professionals, that's that's it's the only line technical. I got in the water. Yeah, but you, <laughs> very if you're like, like a pro violinist, you got to take Adderall or whatever they're taking now so they can stay focused. Have you heard that? There's like an Adderall no. problem in like professional uh, no. um, orchestras and stuff. <laughs> No, we just knew we had to show up to sectionals, private lessons, full orchestra, and get to the concerts. I thought you guys were like snorting rails in the bathroom, just getting ready for your concerts. Well, I mean, if you're the soloist, you very well got to do what you got to do. Let's just say I am not the soloist. <laughs> so. I don't know. I worked, I worked in theater 20 years ago, and I still, like when I go see a show, I can't, can't turn it off. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Oh, shoot. Man, here, here I was at the beginning of Shauna sharing uh, the evolution in her work. I was going to say, my, how, you know, how fortunate these children are to have you. And we just spun off into this like vice type of uh, reporting. I like how, I like how we're evolving this year. I dig it. Well, you've got lots of stuff to, to sort through whenever you put this all together. Oh, there won't be much <laughs> sorting through sister. We're just going to be a couple. Oh, just, I'm leaving it all in and in the music no i dig it i you but know seriously look up like orchestras and adderall there's some good stuff i mean it's, it's seriously a problem it's not even something i made up jury i'm gonna be on like a list somewhere and, like, have someone i mean on my door. here's all i'm saying is that i used to do i used to talk a lot of crazy stuff on the internet and when i got my new when i got my new job like three years ago they run like a full background check, like oh shit, Patriot Act, all that kind of stuff. I wasn't on a single government list. That's BS. You weren't? No. Oh, no. I know for sure well, I would. Bucket I list item. Out, 
He used to hang out on those like prepper forums and stuff like that back in the day. Oh, Lord. Prepper yeah. forums? I was a libertarian. Leave me alone. I'm not I don't anywhere. know. Do you have a bunker? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. oh, like a doomsday prepper forum. Yeah, yeah. I thought prepper was like the name of like, like, for example, modern day parlor. And I was just like, we're going to have to stop this now. No, no, <laughs> That's, no. I'm, no. This won't work. No. Again. I'm... <laughs> I used to be a little bit more conservative and a little bit more libertarian. You know what? Fascinated with preppers, though. It is fascinating. I don't think prepping hurts, but I think if you circulate your life and your agenda on just that, that you're really missing out on life. No offense to anybody who is listening right now who is a prepper. No offense to the Mormons. Are still in the pandemic. We're not getting into the Mormons. They're Shut really up. good at prepping. That's their thing. Uh, they have a lot of things. They have a lot of things. And to each his, her, they own. Oh, Emily, I just look we... at preppers as like, you know, when the apocalypse happens, <laughs> the preppers of the world are the ones that are going to be basically our Costco's for the future. But who the hell is going to want to be if they're in that willing type to of... share and sell? Yeah, but like, who's really gonna want to live in that type of world? Like, when it's done, it's done. Yeah, if it gets to that point, just just take me. I'm just, done. You know what? Like, I you want to survive nuclear war? Not really. Not really. Yeah, I I, I would like to have my teeth, <laughs> but if nuclear. <laughs> Anyways, Jerry, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I was just I was just gonna make a joke that may may not be the greatest joke ever. I was just joking earlier. I had to take the Christmas tree downstairs. I said maybe next year I can be Jewish and you have eight get eight nights or eight presents or whatever it is and I just gotta take the menorah down and put it yeah, away. That's... No fucking Christmas tree. You just dip, know. you just put hot water in the sink and put the menorah in there to get the wax off of it if you're as OCD as I am. I'm I'm with you. And you pack it up for next year. No Christmas pine needles potential for fire, except if you forget that your candles are still lit and they're by paper. All week I've been taking tubs and Christmas trees downstairs. Well, just one Christmas tree. <laughs> well, Shauna had an exciting New Year. Um, did I? Oh, yes, I did. She sure I did. Had... <laughs> I love I how Emily's COVID. trying to keep it. Emily's trying to keep this on track as much. As she can. <laughs> I'm trying, but you know what? I'm, I'm not. No, the reason why I wanted to bring up. Sh- uh, I was about to call you Shanna. Who's Shanna? I don't know. Shauna's unfortunate COVID. COVID. I'm going to try that again. The reason why <laughs> I was bringing up Shauna's COVID um, diagnosis is because on our show, out of the 27 episodes we've had, I'm the only one who has had COVID. So I feel like a kinship. And also, uh, she exposed me. So then I had to cancel <laughs> my plans and I lost my partner. <laughs> <laughs> and you got thrown under the bus there oh no, i'm i'm no. back though i'm back we i t- i mean shauna first of all it was her health number one that i was concerned about because and i shall tell you she had an asthma attack so i got really really worried about that as my friend and then the selfish climber in me was like dang it i just started this new relationship and she's like a, a climbing she's been a climbing coach she's like a 512 climber and it just covid yeah. So sorry to disappoint. I know it was a bummer. Um, I really didn't want to have COVID either. Nobody does. No, it was. Ter- I mean, it just broke my heart. It 
I, I mean, not for me. I promise this is not the only child speaking <laughs> in me. It just broke this my heart. Is, okay. You're voicing an, an honest truth that many of us climbers have, have experienced when our partners get sick or go through surgery or can't be with us for however long. Um, you know, we always keep their, their safety and their health in, in mind. And on, at the same time, we're bummed. And that is yeah. just, that's a reality within the climbing community and in this, in this sport, it's just, it's just real. And I don't hold that against you. <laughs> I understand. Well, and it's all and about the, Emily's sin. That's what you didn't know. About. No, actually it's not. The <laughs> thing is that I was explaining to Shauna uh, bouldering together earlier is that as a woman, having a woman partner who is stronger than me and more experienced it revs me up to climb better. Not that I feel pressured, even though that can happen too, but Shauna and a handful of my other stronger climber friends like Selena, Selena Pang, who's Shauna's partner and recovering from shoulder surgery. I'm inspired and I'm motivated. So it was more of like the, oh my gosh, I find, like I'm climbing with this crusher and I, I got more confidence and I'm trying new things. And then, and then she got, she got sick. So that's where it came from. So well, how was the, we're good how, to was, go. <laughs> how was the COVID experience? I was really fortunate. Uh, it was a really mild case, and um, I'm I feel really blessed. I don't normally use that word, but I I am using it a lot now nowadays. I feel Ooh. really blessed by how mild of a case it was and how fast I recovered. And that's good. Um, you know, I was speaking with a coworker of mine today who, who lost her brother a couple of weeks ago to COVID and you just don't know, um, what, how this, um, infection or this disease can, can go for any individual. And so I feel really lucky. For sure. You definitely are. I was just, I was just having a discussion with one of my coworkers today that I feel like I should just go get a test. Cause Why? like, if just because like, if you go through like when it's all over, I'm when I'm like, I never got things shoved up my nose. Like I did, oh, I just... oh, it's a blast. <laughs> so you feel it in the back of your throat. I like did some breathing exercises Ooh. and the lady's like, you are one of the most, uh, what did she say? Like, a. It was it was a word for like I didn't move a lot. She's like usually people are really squirmy. Whatever the word was, I can't yeah. think of it right now. And I was just like I I did a breathing exercise while you were doing it. Well, I only say that because I've basically been inside since March of last year. Like I don't really go anywhere. I don't. We get all of our groceries delivered. I don't, or we go pick it up at curbside. I don't go in. I haven't been in anywhere except to run in and grab my Starbucks and get out. Like it, that's the safest thing. I yeah. mean. It really is. I still don't know where I got it. And I mean, it could have been at an HEB. It could have been yeah. gas I, station. Could have been a gas station. Uh, it could have been the hotel that I stayed at. Um, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And just to but let you want to go get a test, go get a test. Yeah. <laughs> or get an yeah antibody test. But like when I got sick in March, March whatever, sixteenth or eighteenth. I wasn't allowed to get a test because I wasn't sick enough and yeah. they, everyone was so stingy about tests. So after the taste and smell was gone, that's when I knew I was like, I totally have it. 
And then in June got the antibody test and that's when I tested positive for antibodies. So it was like, okay, I girl, I'm just going to got lucky too. Oh yeah. That, I mean, oh yeah, it was super rough back then. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I had kind of like an insider ER doctor friend of mine who was telling me what they were experiencing in the hospital he worked in in Boston and in San Antonio because he split his time. And so he gave me like a, a game plan if things got worse. But I remember taking the phone call in the kitchen and it was that moment of like, I could die from this. And as a rock climber and adventurer, I thought this is what's going to take me. Mm-hmm. Like I stopped drinking four years ago. You know, like I, I take care of myself. I'm going to, this is going to take me. And um, that's so stinky. Yeah. And I, I empathize with everyone who has lost someone. And this is, I mean, it makes me speechless. So I'm just so happy that you are healthy. And it's not because I have my partner back. (laughs) Let's get that straight. (laughs) They could, well, they could sort out this vaccine thing. I, I qualify to be in phase 1B, but... What um, does it take to qualify for that? You have to be over 65, so it makes me qualify. Yeah, no, um, 60. No. And have to, you have to have certain health conditions. No, you just have to be... You either have to be over 65 or you have to have... There are certain like asthma and certain health conditions, or in my case, because I'm a big boy, I, my BMI is over 30, so I can get it. Um. But I, I'm not in any rush. Like I said, I've been in the house since March and yeah. there's older people that need it right now. And plus, it's just impossible to figure out. I got an email from my, I used, I go to ARC, Austin Regional Clinic, and they sent out an email saying, hey, we have all your you know, information, to, just to everybody, not just to me, but we have all your information and we'll let you know when, when we have vaccines available for you. And uh, then they sent me an email today that <laughs> the, the summary is, is like, hey, man, we don't we don't have any. The state of Texas says we're not getting any more. You're good luck because the state, apparently the state of Texas started this new hub model, which I don't understand. I'm about to figure it out. But anyway. Well, and apparently the site for Austonians to sign up to like get on the list crashed as soon as oh, they it? launched it or something. I saw like a, a blip about it on my Instagram. I was like, I'm going to tag this for later. And then I see an article in the Statesman that's like, blah, 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 site crashes. Uh, and it's like, of course it that did. makes sense. I registered yesterday and then I was I registered for it, not for the list, but I just registered for the site. Um, and then I went to go put myself on the list today and I couldn't log in and I couldn't remember my password. So I requested a password reset and I still haven't gotten the email. So. Uh. So things are going really well with the rollout of the vaccine. Yeah. And it's going to be like this for a while. I mean, <laughs> just so, is. So, so, uh, you know, so did you, did you get the test just at a clinic, Shauna, or like what prompted you to get it? So I went to one of those like fast med clinics because mm-hmm. there's several in my neighborhood and um, I've gone to one several times. So it was the same one I went to and I just told them what my symptoms were and they thought I was having allergy, uh, issues, but because of the rise in all, um, all of the positive cases, um, the labs that have been running their tests got the test back like in 24 hours and they called me and let me know that I was positive. And I'll tell you what, that's like, the worst, most, I I don't know. There was just like this heavy sinking in my, in my body, because I know that I'd been around 
everybody that I love the most in the world. And I think for the next couple of days, I was just terrified that I had infected my 92 year old grandmother or my 52 year old boyfriend who cannot get sick. Um, my parents, my sister, my brother, like I just kind of went off the rails with just guilt. I felt really guilty on top of scared um, for having this un- crazy, unpredictable illness. Yeah, I, I think that is, de- I mean, I understand the amplification for you because when I got sick, there was just so much ambiguity in regards to what was and what wasn't that all I dealt with was, damn, I'm sick. We have to quarantine. If there's anyone I got sick, it's my partner. But he, I even asked him because I was in Vegas in March. And so I'm sure I got it from there. And when I came (laughs) back, when I came back, I told him, Hey, I really think that we should quarantine separately because I feel like I'm, I could be a silent carrier. Just, I was around so many people and he wouldn't allow it. And I literally told him like, you're, you are putting yourself at risk by quarantining with me. I love you, but I love you so much. This is why I want to quarantine separately. So for me, and I'm not saying, Oh, it was only him that I would have gotten sick, but Shauna, I mean, I, I can't imagine how deep that feeling was of exactly what you just shared, guilt and sorrow and emotional pain on top of being ill yourself and not knowing what that would turn out to be. So it's definitely really challenging. And on top of that, I was quarantining alone mm-hmm. um, because I, I didn't want Chris to get sick. And so you really feel isolated and i i imagine that millions of people out there have also felt this very similar feelings um, once you go into quarantine and you're sick and you're dealing with all of these the ramifications like you were saying of of what's going on with covid it oh it's just so hard it was so hard yeah, yeah i definitely feel you might one of the reasons i've been so safe about it. well first of all it just freaks me out but um my my wife has asthma and my mother-in-law lives with us so just can't take the risk of it's like i'd love to go to the climbing gym but is it worth it like i feel like going outside is the unprotected sex of 2020 (laughs) yeah yeah well and it's like and i feel bad because i look on instagram and i see what my friends are doing and you know they have lower risk issues like they just live by themselves or whatever i get it go out wear a mask go do stuff but then i look at it and i'm like i can't go climbing with this person now you know what i mean like i can't risk mm-hmm. hanging out with them because i wear i mean i do wear a mask when i climb but i can't my glasses flog up so if i'm going to actually be climbing i have to take my mask off yeah and I put it back on when i get down but it could only really trust people that i know are basically hermits at this point. yeah and at this time i mean it's it's absolutely acceptable and respectable yeah. to have boundaries for yeah. yourself oh, yeah um, it still feels weird when someone asks, you know, hey, can I come over and climb on your wall or something like that? And I'm like, eh. or I got invited, you know, I got invited to go on a climbing trip. I'm not, wasn't really sure what those people had been up to. And I just had to say, mm-hmm. I just said I couldn't make it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's really weird. You got to do what's best for you and your family. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. 
So in regards to doing what's best for you and your family, Shauna, what, what's the best now in your world that quarantine is over, that you're feeling better? What are, what are some highlights now that you're moving on from the, uh, the diagnosis? Well, I'm super excited to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to get back to work, to see the kids. Um, Cause I work with an amazing, I work at an amazing school with amazing faculty and our kids are just freaking adorable. Um, so the night that I'm, you know, like getting ready to go back to work, I get the call that all of the kids uh, and their parents have been called by the district and to tell them to stay home. Mm. And so <laughs> it's just absolutely the safest thing because I don't know if you guys have been catching up on the news, but right now within Austin ISD and many other districts across the country, our children are actually testing positive for COVID at higher rates than our adults are in total. So right, right now we've got just an unbelievable amount of positive child COVID cases. And, um, so we're basically, we're back to virtual. See, I thought that I read, and it's probably because I did, that children are still on the lower end of the diagnosis. When it comes to um, just like numbers game right now, I mean, yesterday alone, I heard my nurse talk about three, three children who had tested positive over the break. Oh, wow. Can we you know, it's I was literally just having a conversation with my wife the other day where I thought I hadn't really heard, you know, I was anticipating kids going back to school and people in, in Texas, they were making kids go back in person. And I was like, well, that's a bad move. And I was expecting to see this huge spike. I really hadn't. I'm like, oh, it sounds like kids not as bad for kids. I don't know. Well, I mean, just because they're not displaying a lot of symptoms doesn't yeah. mean they're not positive. And then probably right around that time, I stopped doom scrolling COVID stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it's probably best for your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the doom scrolling just in media period, you could go, it's like, what do I want to be sorrowful about today? God. How do I want my heart to break? Let me just, I don't know, hop on anything. <laughs> oh my God. After last Wednesday, I am so done with the yeah. news yeah oh we so done i um i just i started sewing up a storm i kind of like plastered myself to the sewing machine i went outside for walks so just like took really long baths read a little bit escaped into a couple of really beautiful pbs shows i should have <laughs> like, i can't do this news anymore I just hope we make it through next week, really. Oh my God. I think I think we all know what's gonna happen in pockets all over the US. And as a Jewish woman, a Hispanic Jewish woman, uh, who is also half white and does have privilege, I have such a mixed bag of emotions with what I witnessed and the Camp Auschwitz sweatshirts yeah. and the Nazi symbols on top of the just 
all like on, on just on top of everything is just like are we really resurfacing something like the holocaust and oh wait yes we are because we have someone who won't denounce white supremacy well you know there's nothing more american than the holocaust nazism and the confederacy and slavery <laughs> and the confederacy. Yes. i don't i don't get it like you know, you know what you're right if you're i mean i don't want to get on a rampage here but no let's hear uh, it I said, if you're going to take over the Capitol and you could take down the U.S. flag and put a Trump flag up instead of it or walk around the Capitol with a Confederate flag, I don't I, I don't think that you want to make America great again. I just don't like I don't. It's very frustrating. Like, I know I grew up with a very naive view of America. Right. Me I grew too. up. I grew up with a grandfather that served in World War Two. Me too. Grandparents that loved the national park system taught me all about you know, being outside and leave no trace before it was like, everywhere. leave no trace. I mean, it was, yeah. it was still popular because it's probably leave no trace was in the seventies, but this would have been the eighties or nineties. And it was, it wasn't like now where you see it all over the place. And I just, I'm just so glad that they're not around to see this. Like this Me is definitely, definitely not too. their America. I mean, granted their America was like 1950s crew cut. There's no, Racism. No women in the you know, you know, no like, women my, in the business room. No women grandma getting there. My grandma didn't even have a driver's license. It was that kind yep. of. I mean, we lived in a small town. You could walk everywhere, but um, it was that kind of thing. I just like I'm just like I know that that view of America is naive, but this is just unhinged, mm -hmm. and I just don't get it. But yeah, when I when I watch all of that, when I watched all of it, as I watch all of this unfold over the last so many years. Um, I just keep thinking to myself, and this is in no way, um, no way speaking to, to, to parents who have had children during these times, but whenever I think back on all of the things that are happening and I just think, oh my God, I'm so glad that I did not bring a child into this environment at this time. I just, um, have been struggling with my own personal just faith and humanity really yeah me too and the part that scares me is i just don't know how we get out of this i, I don't I, I don't think we do i feel like this ball has been rolling but it went down the steepest hill possible starting in 2016 and I think it started before then, but I, well, I had this argument for a long time. Like when Obama was president, and, and I'm not saying that anything he did was wrong, but there was just a lot of push to the left, right? Of course. And then you know, I grew up in, in Michigan, where you, you have a lot of you have a lot of, and it's just all over the country, but you have a lot of um, white people who are lower income, and they're being told they have white privilege, and they're like not seeing it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. But if you put that person in a vehicle at midnight down a low income neighborhood's road and they get pulled over by police versus sure, sure. a black no, I... man who is driving in that same spot, who do you think is going to get persecuted more no, and possibly? No, I, I completely agree with you. But if you're a white person who's struggling to get by living paycheck to paycheck, and it's being thrown in your face that you have white privilege and that 
you know, everything's being handed to you or whatever. Well, but the thing is, it's not about monetary or about like getting all of these um, like feet in the door for opportunity. It is the color. It's you are Caucasian. You are right that you are seen as white and that's just a natural privilege. No, and I, I completely understand. I understand what white privilege is. I'm just saying that I don't think that there's a certain part of America who doesn't see white privilege as that. They see white it being thrown in their face and they're like, well, I'm not benefiting from I it. I agree. In the way that they think that they should benefit from it. And so that happened. And then Trump came along and basically was their king. And, and among other things, just like tearing down Confederate statues, which I I am 100% on board with. But you're you're just slowly but surely pulling at the strings of people who feel left in the shadows, even though compared to other um, marginalized groups in the United States, they're doing way better. That's um, a good and then they just, and then you get someone like Trump who comes along and just makes it okay for you to be a racist scumbag in, 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 in broad daylight. And then you get this. But I don't know how you squash this or if you can ever put this genie back in the in the bottle. Which well, is the how do you squash something when the corruption is so high and possibly even just open the doors for exactly what we saw on the 6th? Yeah, I, I mean, how are you investigating so many people who are in high ranking positions and even people inside the Capitol who were on that floor? Because, I mean, I hate to be like insider there was some insider happenings where they're not there were yeah, I mean, they're investigating people there were people take get, taking people on tours even though they're not supposed to be any tours i don't know i don't know all about it i haven't again i've been trying if a black not. man grabbed a fire extinguisher and swung it at a police sure. officer he and everybody within a hundred yard radius would be peppered with whatever ammunition sure. they had it's like you saw that picture like there's a picture going around of all the troops hanging out in front of the capitol during uh -huh. the black lives matter march in front of the they? abraham lincoln where were they during this i don't know yeah i get it i'm not i'm 100 on board with you but i just think that that's where this is stemming from is that there are people out there who are being told that they have privilege but aren't seeing any benefit from it and they feel like no one's talking to them except for maybe trump so okay now that you brought it back like that I do see where you are coming from. I think I was just a little riled up. Sure, sure. A few but I saw. Ago. <laughs> but when a lot of the stuff, a lot of this stuff started, in my opinion, during the Obama administration, like I started seeing it. And the thing about it is, is that the people, those aren't people that are just gonna. I don't, I don't want to generalize, but I was like, these are people that are gonna, they're gonna express their dissent with votes, not with riots necessarily, and that's what happened. People went out and voted, and they voted for someone different—a a businessman. We can argue whether or not he's a really a businessman or not. But um, anyway, <laughs> I have a really high—I have a really high opinion of the president. So um, I do too. Anyway, I do anyway. too. Shauna, sorry for di diverting so much. Just listening. <laughs> it, it's just—it's just been a sensitive time. Jeremy and I haven't really gotten into stuff that deep. We've been very 
passive about our opinions, but I feel like this really just split something open in us that. Sure. We well, it's hard to sit through all these on. things yeah. and think about climbing as well. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, because well, we have a lot more pressing matters in our lives than can we, you know, get a sunny day to go climbing. It's, well, it's understandable that there are these bigger issues that, are on our minds and we have the privilege to you know if it's sunny out tomorrow and go go right. climb you know what i mean we don't have to worry about protecting the nation's capital or what's going to happen and making those preparations yeah. for covid you know what i mean we could just go do it so and it's something to think about too where you're sitting there watching it going i can click off cnn if i want to and i don't have to pay attention to what's going on that's a privilege right so it is very good point very it sounds like on a brighter note, it sounds like Biden's got a plan. So if we can just make it through <laughs> the, the 20- trillion dollar plan. Dude, we should have been doing all along. I'm just knocking on wood that he survives January. Like, I just really, really hope that he is as protected as Pahi and, and Kamala. I just, well, yeah. just stay with us. We got 20,000 troops in Washington, D.C. right now. Yeah. But these people are united. No, I understand. And, understand. And I'm not, not downplaying it. And that, some, that's scary. Some scary individuals, too. Again, people that would have hung out on these forums that I hung out before. Pretty much. We're glad that you evolved, for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's funny to see, like, a 55-year-old dude that's, like, my size, like, trying to wear a camo and a bulletproof vest. And it's just, like going out over his belly like mine you know what i mean and it's just like dude you, you don't look cool in your tactical vest i'm sorry but he feels cool jay i guess oh, feels cool isn't that what tactical vests are for when you're just a regular citizen storming the capital yeah and the yeah. um ex-veteran who was storming the capital with handfuls of zip ties, zip ties and someone was like oh well, my my wife brings home zipped. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but that's for maybe your kinky, sexy time. But see, these zip ties were to take <laughs> hostages is the thing. Well, and the other thing I yeah. heard recently is that the Department of Defense, like these these people that they're putting in Washington, D.C., they're doing background checks on some of them because they're worried that maybe that they're also in some of these groups. So now you're talking about like an internal military coup as well. Like, it's just crazy. It's like, is this... Is this Panama? Is it I mean, if you can have thousands and thousands of people who will buy into QAnon, I mean, it's it's beyond crazy. It's now, it's a part of reality. Um, the, the QAnon uh, thing cracks me up because it's like you do like five minutes worth of research and you realize that anybody <laughs> who wanted to had access to that QAnon account and could have posted anything that they wanted to because the password was hacked like four times. And then the guy that ran that forum took that same account and moved it over to his new forum. So everybody's pretty sure it's that guy. It's not like oh. some secret insider. Oh, listen yeah. to a podcast about it. Just listen to the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't Scientology based on 
fictional books that no, one it was, guy it was a religion no. made up by a guy who was a science fiction writer yeah oh. l ron hubbard l ron yeah, yeah so he yeah so an, an so author and, and he, he, okay he made a religion about aliens uh-huh. he's a sci-fi author, Got it. so it's, it's obviously true yeah yeah i mean well-funded well-funded billion dollar industry now yeah um yeah. If you're into Scientology, you should really watch um, Lee Remini um, do the, the sci- after Scientology series. Yeah. That's some disturbing, disturbing yeah. mess. Yeah. Uh, so the power of the human. Look at, look at all of this. We've destroyed our world. <laughs> we are destroying each other. What's going on? Jeremy, do you think we can get out of this cycle? Shauna, how do you think that you promote being a better human on earth with the youth when they see all this? Like, Um, where do we start? How do you start? For me personally, I start by example. Um, I change, I, I present myself um, as a human being that genuinely cares about them and their future and their well-being and their family's well-being. Um, and I think that if more people around the world would take that same stance with other people in the community, then maybe you could start to see some change. But it also has to do with like my willingness to change their perceptions and their, my willingness to um, make these children and these families and this community feel wanted and important. And I think there's just not enough of that genuine human interaction and connection and outreach happening. I think that goes for all youth, uh, youth whose parents are very present and well off because of devices that they give them so that parents don't have to spend time with them. And also unfortunate lower income youth who don't have a support system at all, or they're sharing the attention of a parent with nine other humans, mix of siblings, foster, like there's just such a, a mixed bag out there. Um, but do you think it takes a lot for a child to feel loved and appreciated? Do you think it's easier to convey that to a child than an adult? Mm-hmm. That they're important, that they're loved and cared about? Yeah. And, and a lot of that has to do with flexibility of mind and just uh, where they are developmentally. Children are um, far more trusting and loving um, than adults and that's just because of life experiences that they haven't had yet that could color or sour their perception of of society um yeah yeah. children are (laughs) they're just like so loving and so trusting and so eager to see the beautiful and everything um and so. believers they're believers too um mm-hmm. so for all of you that are curious about that whole lead by example 
you know, call it a cliche or statement, it actually means something. So to circle it back just real quick to climbing, that means everywhere that you go, if you're representing yourself as a climber, pick up your damn trash, respect people's boundaries, check your knots, check your equipment. And if someone isn't feeling comfortable with something, do not chastise them because you're setting an example for newer climbers and you're also leaving a lasting impact on the climbers that you are around. The reason I bring that up, Waco Tanks Coalition just posted yeah. an excessive mm-hmm. amount of trash, full bags of trash with human feces in it. And I connected with Blue Lizard Climbing and Yoga Company and yeah. they said, oh, disgusting, right? And I said, I, I just don't, I, like, I just don't understand it. What I want to say is how would you like it if I did all of that and put it in your bedroom? And guess what? I'm actually going to take a shit on the floor while I'm at it just to make sure you know that I mean business it's like what the hell lead by example yeah please oh and I want to give a huge shout out to blue lizard because they they make their money off of doing guiding and they've been like at the forefront saying hey don't come to El Paso like Mm -hmm. it's not not good here and we don't need that so and they're really nice people the first time I went to Waco I rented um pads from them because I didn't have room in my Jeep to take pads. Uh, as far as like the how do we get out of this front? Um, mm-hmm. I I think generally, I think that kids are more, for lack of a better term, because I know it's not necessarily used always in the best manner, but woke. I think they're just more, um, they think more about things that we never thought about when I was a kid. And even so as an adult, it's hard to wrap your mind around them. Like, like, I don't think of things like how many cars are we taking to the crag? Like I have friends who are like, how, how can we minimize the number of cars? And I'm like, does it matter? Just all get in the car. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think about that as far as, you know, carbon emissions. But and then there's also like, it doesn't matter if we all drive. There's like five corporations in the world that emit like 75% of the carbon or something like that. But anyway, um, so, so I think it's for me, it's just get out of their way a little bit. Um, and I was trying to find the quote and people are going to, there's some fanatical people who love this movie and series that are going to give me crap, but in the movie Firefly or actually it's Serenity, but it's based on mm, Firefly. Love that movie. There's a quote where the guy that's going around killing everybody and, and the, the lead Mal is like, I don't, you know, you're going around killing people so that you can make a peaceful world. And that guy's like, this world's not for me. I'm just doing the work so to make a better world. And I, every time I, I know the guy is supposed to be the bad guy and what he's doing is horrible. It's like genocide or something like that. But that, that statement always stuck with me. Like this, this world's not for me. Just get out of the way of the people who want to make it a better place and that are going to inherit it. Like I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. So at this point, and I'm 45, I mean, the world's going to end in the next 20 years. So be it. You know what I mean? <laughs> For me, but there, there are people that care and obviously they're way, way more invested in it because they have to live in it longer. So I'm like, just get out of their way and, and just realize that this world's not for you necessarily. So, well, friend, I want to know, does that mean that we just shouldn't play a part if we see that there's other people who care and want to be more proactive like the Greta Thunbergs and the, no, 
I, I, we can play a part. We can a- help amplify her voice. We can, you know, go along with things that she's suggesting or what people smarter than me are suggesting. Um, but just don't, you know, get in their way either. You know what I mean? I think there are people who are actively trying to get in these people's way. Oh, okay. You're saying like people who don't give a shit about the environment are trying to troll her on Twitter because she had a lisp or she had some, what was it? I think a speaking. Like the president of the United States. Oh yeah. Him. (laughs) Because she's autistic. Yeah. Because Uh she's so smart. Yeah. And I just think that there are people out there, you know, I don't know. If people would just mind their own damn business and just support humans and things and places and organizations that are just trying to make uh, a, a difference, the, the world a better yeah. place and a difference. Like, for example, the Westboro Baptist Church protesting military funerals because so, they felt that the LGBT, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm sorry, what plane of reality are you living in? And do you like, how do you have time to do this? It's their job, more or less. Um, And I would say just, I mean, I know it's not perfect. Science isn't perfect, but just, you know, trust science. It's not, you know, the world is round. COVID is real. You're not Uh, a flat earther? (laughs) Okay, hollow earther, come on. No, I don't, you know me. I don't believe in going inside the earth. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Hot in there. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Wow. I, I wow. will not be spelunking or whatever it's called. No, no spelunking. I, I just, I don't know. I, no. Shauna, you, you are just listening. <laughs> I know. I feel you know, it's just. Why did you let us just unravel like that? Because it seems to me like you need it, and as a counselor. <laughs> That I tend to sit back and and just let things unravel as they are needed. Um, I provide a, a space <laughs> for conversation to happen, and you don't necessarily need my voice to facilitate what you need to get off your chest. <laughs> you did find your purpose. Your purpose found you, sister. Oh, oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> Plus, mm-hmm. I have an excuse to just be silent and still and listen well i'm definitely trying world... to... <laughs> yeah you know what would the world be like if more of us just did that for each other exactly True. we can always be better listeners and i'm looking at my screen looking at me as i say that yeah i need I'm, to be I'm better i'm bad at that i'm one of those people and you've been listening to this conversation you know i'm one of those people's like yeah and th- this is how that reacts to me like i always have to like chime in my own i feel the need to like relate to everything or and inject my own sh- you know own crap into somebody else's crap. yeah and sometimes and I- it's best to just let them have their own crap you know what i mean and i've been yeah. working on that i've been trying to you know I mean? skill it, it takes practice skill. it is skill well, my friends and members of our audience, thanks for sticking with us. This has been a very atypical Zoom call interview. I feel like we should talk to Shauna about climbing or something. Like I, I do. And at the same time, I want to respect her time. And 
I mean, I think maybe a follow-up interview in later in the year. We can definitely do that. Yes. Let's do a follow-up where we can talk more about climbing. Yes. Um, we should and... definitely do it on January 21st because there won't be anything to talk about. No. You're going to have to give me until the spring. <laughs> yeah, I think. Just let everything sort out. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, Shauna, and I, I do very much appreciate it because you literally are leading by example right now by what you just allowed us to do in such a kind, your posturing, your eye contact, like you were still with us the entire time. So that's an example that I'm wanting to follow. So I thank you for that. And no problem. <laughs> I absolutely want you back on in a different season because right now we're all in, in a, a pretty dark season. Right now we're just, a, our, our senses are a little fried and so are Wait. our hearts. Speaking yeah. of seasons, do you believe that there's a climbing season in Texas or is it just all year long? So in this Texas, is a- it's all year long. Okay. That's right. There's no season. I don't climb. It's, it's pretty. Well, it's pretty preemptive on the climbing. You just go whenever. And the thing about climbing in the summer, if you climb outside, you want to climb early, early alpine start. And from what I've seen with boulders, y'all just like to sleep in. Deep water solo during the summer, girl. DWS heard solo. That. Here's the thing, right? I completely agree with you about the bull. I, I don't know about, I would say climbers in general are not really morning people. Uh. I'm pretty sure a lot of multi-pitch climbers and big wall climbers will start their hikes okay, at I don't, 2 a.m. Yeah, I don't know any of them. I know so. you don't, which is why I'm telling you. I'm just saying, <laughs> I used to go to Rymer's at 7 when it opened. I'd be there for like, I'd be coming out as people were coming in. Me too. I don't want all that riffraff even before COVID. Uh-uh. You do your thing. Same thing. Same with we go to, during COVID, we'd go to McKinney. We'd go at first thing as soon as it opened up and we would, as we'd be coming out, people would be coming in to... to the boulder that's some dedication right that's like finger breaking climbing i don't I mean, go I, there i don't go I don't there say that i actually climb anything at mckinney is a whole other story <laughs> like i just try to get off the ground like if i find he does it for the gram <laughs> i just find something that probably has a sit start and then i figure out a stand start but it a stand start at mckinney is like you only have like three more feet to go and you're done so true. this is very true that's but funny. uh yeah it's hard i'm working on, i am projecting a v0 at mckinney that's hey. right you know i um i was telling emily's friend today while we were climbing oh what is her name again jasmine jasmine yeah um, you know just even though you feel like you're not making progress with one or two or three moves or whatever if you're doing that one or two or three moves a hundred times you're getting a damn good workout and sure. you're gonna get stronger and by the yes. end of whatever time frame you whatever you're gonna get the climb because yeah. you're gonna be so strong from doing the first three moves over and over yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that was crazy and then there was a problem at abp where i could i could do the first move but that's it and I just kept working it over and over again. And then, I mean, like two weeks later, I, I was like, that move Making was so, move. was so easy. And then once you got past that, I was really bummed because once you get past that first move, it was just like money. It felt, it felt like a jug haul to the top. It was, it wasn't, but it was, it felt like it. And I was just like, oh, I was but ready, that for, was, ready for a, a battle. <laughs> a, well, it was, yeah, 
it was a lesson for for persistency and is that even a word persistency is as of this hour (laughs) i like it persistence and consistency together i'm marking it down persistence yeah that's me i like to make up words i love it i love it um so sounds smart you promise you're gonna come back i promise you guys will come back and we will do whatever we're gonna do at that time i mean if we're gonna talk about climbing we'll talk about climbing if you guys need to talk about your favorite (laughs) like what's your what's your hourly shauna no (laughs) (laughs) you can't afford me i that's exactly right girlfriend that's exactly right but in regards to anything we'll we'll belay for therapy sounds good you don't want me to belay you though I'm a boulder. Oh gosh, get out of here. But per usual, at the end of the show, we do like to throw some shout outs, whether that's your family, uh, any causes, companies, uh, I don't know, favorite granola bar, anybody that's sponsoring you or your endeavors, anything you have on the horizon. Well, I do want to throw a a few shout outs out there. We didn't get to talk about them now, but they are in my bio. So next Mm. time (laughs) we could talk about them, but, um, I do some volunteer work with the Phoenix Center out in Marble Falls, and it's a counseling center for children um, who are survivors of trauma. And so I want to give them a big old shout out. We're always looking for volunteers and donors. So um, please check us out, phoenixcenter.com. I want to give a big shout out to Rally Ready. We didn't get to talk about this, but um, I also volunteer some of my time as an instructor for a Rally race car driving school um and if you're you know looking for a good time and you got some cash to spend come drive some rally cars with us um or donate pet food because we do a lot of outreach for um animal rescue Um, and then one last shout out is to um the little podcast that i that i um infrequently guest host on histo have you seen this one with jay bullington and keith carsenio i can't believe i forgot that name i love keith hey best for last just say that i was just trying to bait everybody to just want to (laughs) know your name so bad and that was the finale (laughs) that's awesome you have a great beautiful heart shauna i feel honored to have met you by chance at the green belt and then come to find out your main partner selena pang who i'm a huge fan of so i just want to give a shout out to you for taking me kind of under your wing of sorts and being willing to climb with me i mean i am so not at your level don't don't even don't even your energy level was rocking. Oh gosh. So well, I mean, I the super attracted. I think. I think it's just like the truth is our levels are different, but the facts of the matter are also that our energies and our vibes do align, and that is what can make a great relationship as well as a supporter of one another. I don't know if you agree with that, Jeremy, but listen, man, I'm the worst climber in my climbing group. So. Hey, got to start somewhere, right? It's true. I'm really. I give really good beta though. <laughs> beta sprayer all right mr i I just give it one ass 
All right, Mr. B -b 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 Boulder, quote unquote, Hans Florian. <laughs> Listen, man. Don't hate the Boulder. I, no. I have issues. <laughs> you have issues? We know. No. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Listen, I, I, I've gone on a rampage lately just shitting on sport climbing. So I'm, I'm going to not do it today. It's okay. You can tag me in whatever post it will be. No, I, do, I just do it to friends. I don't. <laughs> I don't do it oh, publicly. so I'm not a friend? Well, we don't, you and I, besides here, we don't get into arguments about it. <laughs> True story. True story. Next time we can talk about your love and devotion to bouldering. And um, it's, it's, it's simple. You, you no, have. No, you got to save it. Got to okay. save it for the Did next episode. Well, it, <laughs> this is <gonna> be, <laughs> this is stuff to talk about. It's going to be my therapy session. <laughs> He's like, Why I'm saving all my so shit issues? for the next episode. <laughs> you, Jeremy, talk about your feelings. It's yeah. like, can we just have Shauna come back once a week for an hour each week uh, at the same time? That would yeah, be we'll just, you know, you can have <laughs> deep breath. Three, two, and inhale. Just kidding, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this wild wild episode shauna thank you so much for joining us today and we look forward to getting this episode up to everyone to enjoy as much as we did so well, thank you for having me absolutely bye, bye. bye.